never heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. The Common Folk Podcast. The podcast for the people, by the people. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> you just waiting to crack that? Yeah, yeah. Must be an evening recording. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is a morning recording. <laughs> After no, five. Because you'd be drinking your coffee. Yep, yep. My, one of my four cups. Yeah, yep. your four. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now that we you mentioned that, now uh-huh. I'm like counting it today. I'm like, all right. You this, are? Yeah, I'm like, this is number four. I better shut it down. Because I think you told me you only drank two. <laughs> no, I said four. You did? Yeah. Okay. And it's, I'm right at four or five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Do you drink coffee over there? I just had a iced coffee at DJ's. They don't sell it. But she got a cup of coffee and a glass of ice <laughs> and about four sweet and lows and three creamers. I drink that. Okay. I get up way too early. So this is like, I'm starting to wind down. So, you, almost, so this is bedtime. This is, this is late for me. This, okay. is, this so, is starting to get late. And this guy waves a big stick. So it's no surprise that he shows up at a place and goes, I don't see this on your menu. Would you just go back <laughs> there and make it? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, she was very, very sweet to do it for me. She was very sweet. But uh, this is a this is kind of special for me because yep. you know I'm a sports guy, yep. and this is Michael Severe we have on uh, the podcast, and there, we have you on for a couple of different reasons. We want to get into the Jet Award, but mm-hmm. for people that don't know, you've been on local talk radio. Uh, Would you say for over thirty years now? I've been in the business, just media in general, for mm-hmm. thirty years this year. But I did radio at the Zone and the paper in the Zone starting in. 2004. So it'll be 20 yeah. years next year mm. that I've done some form of radio in Nebraska. And are you going to, because uh, you're hosting Big Red Wrap Up. Yep. You're, just, oh, you're gonna come fourth back. year coming up. Awesome. Yep, fourth yeah. year of hosting Big Red Wrap Up. Yeah. I, always, I always like that program. It's like okay. eight total wins, I think, since I've been hosting. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty rough on it. No. <laughs> but, you're uh, not counting. Kevin Kevin Kugler was, uh, he was just. 20 years I Kevin mean, did he it. was awesome. Kevin I mean, did it for 20. Kevin and I worked together for 10. Yep. On the zone uh, on sportsmanlike conduct, mm-hmm. um, and he's a you know he's a big star now. Oh, he is Fox Sports. What and... do you call him? The voice of everything. <laughs> he he literally is. <laughs> yeah, I know. He is. He's he's the voice of uh, of a universe, really. Yeah. Um, and now one of your newer positions, you've mm-hmm. worked for the Jet Foundation as a volunteer the, as a volunteer for a yeah. number of years, but now you've taken on a new role. I am yes for so it started in 2011. Okay. And the way the Jet Awards started was Johnny Rogers was literally reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. And there was an article in there about the best players at every position. Mm-hmm. And they all had an award, right? We all know. Yeah. The best offensive lineman, mm-hmm. best right. offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And there was no award for the best returner. Mm. And so he's like, well, you know what? We could probably put together an award. And so he contacted NRG, the company that owns 1620 The Zone and mm-hmm. all the stations there, yep. and said, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. And so we were kind of on the ground floor of it, and mm-hmm. he needed volunteers to help out, and I, I chose to be the, the media coordinator. I'll okay. go out and find people to vote on this thing, and then after five years, we'll get it passed to where we could be on the ESPN show and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I started as the media coordinator, as a volunteer, and for the first four years, helped get all the votes set up, right. got the people picked, the person yep. for the, the award, and then I left to go to the World Herald, mm-hmm. and when I did that, um, Kevin Kugler, Kevin Kugler, Damon Benning uh, took it over, kind of, yeah. along with Gary Sharp, and they were running it. And we didn't move over to the ESPN part that I wanted to do. Um, and so after four years, I came back, mm-hmm. took over as media coordinator again, just as a volunteer basis. And then last year, they came to me and said, we're going to actually hire an executive director. Um, we've got a, a grant, a three-year grant from mm-hmm. the Lincoln Foundation, and we want you to do it. And I was like, I have no experience in this whatsoever. Right, right. <laughs> Besides the fact that I know the organization really yeah. well and I, and I believe in it. Um, and then after about a year of going back and forth and backing forth, and I loved my job at the City Papillion. I was, mm-hmm. I was enjoying that. I was the video digital guy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, great insurance. Great insurance. <laughs> um, That's a retirement. Yeah. Insurance is huge. Yeah. Yes. Kid who's, uh, my oldest kid has had more than 35 procedures. Oh, wow. And he is literally a seven-figure kid. That's how much medical Dang. procedures cost. Wow. You know? Like more than $10 million. But anyway. So is that why the um, the property insurance, or the property uh, taxes are so high? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. here we go. No, 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 no. So they, when, you have a, when you have a government organization like that, it's a different kind of insurance, okay. <laughs> especially if you have under 100 employees. But anyway, yeah. to, so anyway, I, I didn't want to leave there, um, but they asked me, and um, I said, sure. And so as of yeah. J- July 1st, I took over as executive director. In the last three weeks, I've just been calling people and setting things up and nice. all the things I wanted to do 
mm-hmm. when I was a volunteer and I didn't have time, I do have time to do them now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that. That's and awesome. to kind of tie this up for some of our listeners, uh, we had a couple of young gentlemen on our show previously mm-hmm. that were benefits of some of the things that the foundation does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise and Caleb, That's right. uh, you yep. know, and they're yep. aspiring comedians and they yep. got their thing going on. And mostly Instagram is kind of where I nice. think they've yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of found their, yeah, this, their niche. So it's kind of two parts. So you have the, the Jet Award, which is given to the most outstanding returner in college football. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Johnny Rogers Technical and Career Scholarship. And that started in 2014. So three years after the award started. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've about 100 kids total, or students, I should say, because the average age for our scholarship recipients is 29 years old. So these okay. are people's oh. second jobs. Okay. Yep. This is like yeah. a second career, or you're just getting back into it. A lot of trade. A lot of trade. It's school. all about yeah. trades. Yep. That's what it is. It's about yep. going to Metro, oh, and you're in the trade. So whether you want to be a plumber, you want to go to the Culinary Institute, right. which the is truck driver, The truck CD, driver. Get your talked. CDL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Over at the, um, at the gala. So you can do all of that. And what we do basically is we raise the money for that scholarship. It's about mm-hmm. $10,000 for the two years for you to go to Metro yeah. and get those certificates in that, in that um, associate's degree. And so we've been doing that now since 2014, and it's worked really well. Now we want to be able to provide yeah. more scholarships for people. So, That's And it's awesome. a fantastic event. And my connection with News Channel Nebraska is yeah, I mm-hmm. get to help with the production. Uh, first few years, I was kind of like the volunteer guy. Yeah. I'd just run the camera just to kind of be around. Um, but this year, I actually got to sit at one of the fancy tables. I actually had Eric Crouch to my right and our CEO Ooh, to my left. Oh, you moved on Ooh, up. Nice. Oh. Look at you. Yeah. And, uh, ooh, a former Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> now, nah, Eric's a pretty good dude. He is. He's pretty, he's pretty <laughs> Very funny. laid back. But it's probably my favorite part beyond all the, the glam and the glitz and getting your picture taken uh, with a young man from TCU. He is a great Darius dude. Davis. Oh, he, he is awesome. a really good kid. Yeah. Uh, but all those guys have been uh, that I've had to talk yeah. to. Yeah. You know, I'm very humble. Uh, being a return man, you kind of you know you got a different mindset mm-hmm. you know what i mean and these are just phenomenal young men and they're very happy to be there oh yeah you know definitely. that as well but you actually have part of it where you're bringing a number of these recipients from the scholarship mm-hmm. that have benefited that are about to graduate that have graduated so you hear these success stories and you actually put a face to where this money is going to because those tables don't come free no, right. you, you know you, you, the cheapest table is 2500 bucks yeah and table of 10 oh, for 2500 yeah. bucks. Different companies buy them. That's know. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so who buys these but tables? You had, okay. an, you had a, a, a graphic designer, a young gal that just graduated, mm-hmm. and she she already had like four or five different interests in her. Like It's really cool to see. And it's also in mostly trades, like something that's finally coming back. Yeah, it, you trades know, manufacturing are manufacturing all of it. And you have enough people. So we, yeah. you go to... One of one of the companies I'm trying to get to help out and do some social media stuff with um, is H and H, right? So they have Chevrolet and they mm-hmm. have all the different dealerships. Well, they need mechanics, mm-hmm. and it's a huge shortage. So if they help donate, we can get more kids to go to the trades. More mechanics come out. They go. fill those jobs. Same thing is true for any restaurant in and around Omaha. Oh yeah, the majority of sous chefs and chefs and just barbacks and everything else have gone to Metro. The Culinary Institute is incredible there. Mm-hmm. They put out some really good chefs. Mm-hmm. And so you need to hire more people to work in your kitchen, whether it be the front or the back of it. Yeah, That's where you're going to get them from. So you donate your money. We put more kids in the scholarships. They end up going to Metro. They get their culinary arts degree. And then you know we're just kind of like a big circle. And, and the difference between having that degree from Metro or not mm-hmm. is about $8,000, $10,000 if you put a number to it. Yeah, right? just and, and that's across the board in all of those different trades. Uh, the difference is about $8,000 the first year. Mm-hmm. So you go from having a high school degree to having an associate's degree, and all of a sudden you're making $8,000 more. But over the course of three or four years, you're talking about a person going from making about twelve dollars to $14,000 an hour yeah. to making twenty-five dollars to $27,000. Oh, wow. Hour, yeah. Right? Okay. So all of a sudden you're making $45,000 a year. And you know if you're in a relationship and, and your partner is making the same amount, you can live pretty good on $90,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you have t- yeah. one kid or three kids, you can yeah. still do it pretty well. And so that's the goal. You want to not just help this generation, mm-hmm. the people who are actually working, mm-hmm. but you want to help the next generation. It's a better chance of your kids going to school. It's a better chance of your kids swimming if you swim. Sure. Simple, Agreed. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Same thing's true of education. Yes. Yeah. When people talk about, well, the opportunity's there, but if I don't see somebody in my house doing right. that thing, yeah. I'm probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole legacy of People of color in general or low-income people mm-hmm. not going to college so their kids don't go to college. Right. You go get your associate's degree, all of a sudden your kid sees you go out and get that two-year degree, it's a better chance they're going to go and pursue yep. a two- or four-year degree. Mm-hmm. And so we're helping – the goal is to help generations and generations. 
with yeah. this. And and to just kind of backtrack it a little bit for our listeners, uh, it's to me it's the Jet Award. So you are finding the best return man in yeah. college football for that year. But then you you parlay the banquet and the gala all into one thing, mm-hmm. and it's raising all this money for these scholarships that we're talking about, right? Yeah. And uh, this last year was it's never been bigger. It filled up uh, Baxter Arena, the the hockey arena. Really? Yeah. yeah down That's there. huge. So yeah. what like what would be an a number of people that came. Well, it was right. over. We had over two thousand people there. Dang. Um, and this year was the most. I think we raised three hundred seventy-five thousand for the year. So that's that's donors, wonderful. people buying tables. Yeah. Um, just individual people giving money, giving a hundred bucks, you mm-hmm. know, to it mm-hmm. uh, on the website. And so this was the most we've raised. Um, but still, ten thousand dollars for an associate's degree. So every kid we have in the program, every student we have in the program. Um, that's another ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Adds up pretty quickly. And you're mm-hmm. getting up to around hundred students right now. Yeah, we're, right now we've had completing their degree. We had ninety four students that have completed their degree since twenty fourteen. Okay. We've got another large number that are at the school right now wow. and will be completing their degree, whether it be this semester or next semester. So it'll be way over a hundred very yeah. soon. God, that's um, awesome. That is it awesome. It hasn't been around that long. Twenty fourteen you know I mean? for yeah. the scholarship, the Johnny Rogers um, Career and Technical Scholarship, um, and it started off pretty slowly because mm-hmm. at the beginning you have no money, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. one or two <laughs> students are going to Metro. Yes. Then it goes to where it's a dozen or mm-hmm. it's two dozen or like we've got up to now where it's 94 yeah. that have finished and completed their degree. So yeah, it started off very slowly, but it, it's growing. And oh, yeah. again, that's one of the goals of why I'm there. So I can spend 24-7, seven days a week working on this and raising this money. And I think it's a perfect storm of having Johnny Rogers, a mm-hmm. former Heisman winner himself, yeah, right. return man, a, you know, two-time right national champion mm-hmm. uh, for Nebraska. And then you also have just the Nebraska support. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those auction items that were there, you know, that was Eric Crouch signed helmet. You, you had the pipeline, all those offensive linemen, and, you know, signing posts. Yep. Yes, yes. And they're, and they're all come and help out you know mm-hmm. i don't know if you'd get that support and that many people excited about that type of event if it wasn't nebraska now i'm on my soapbox here but imagine you know I mean? if one day again i've been doing the the media coordinator for most of the years of the 12 years we had one finalist who was from nebraska mm. one finalist one person who made the final three you know what oh man Ooh, andy would, come on oh, i believe man, in you i, I want to say dewan gross but that's too no, old no, no, no. that's too old yeah, yeah it's way too old <laughs> 2001 no, oh no, no. i know i know who you're talking about uh demorne pearsonell he's yeah. the only one oh, see i so knew it 20 so that year going 2011 2012 mm-hmm. um he was the only one that we, that's the first yeah. year and we haven't had anybody else so imagine if this award <laughs> if there was really a reason to give the most outstanding yeah. returner to somebody that actually goes to Nebraska. That would yeah. be sweet. What the event would be like. Oh, yeah. It'd be pretty oh, yeah. incredible. It would be. So I think what you should touch on, <clears throat> excuse me, because a lot of our listeners are outside of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Would you talk a little bit about who Johnny Rogers is? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how did, like what, what did he do, and then how did this come about? Well, let, me, let me just talk about Johnny is a, a North Omaha kid, okay? Mm-hmm. He was the second generation of the greatest generations of athletes to ever come out of Omaha. So you had a generation early where you had incredible stars. Gail Sayers, who at one point was the best running back in all of the NFL for your Chicago Bears. Oh, yes, sir. Um, so you had this whole generation. Then the second generation was Johnny's generation, which was like 1967, 68, right? Johnny goes to Nebraska after being drafted in the NFL in the Major League Baseball by the Dodgers, mm-hmm. but chooses to go and play for Bob Devaney. Mm. It was first, it was really, there was a struggle for African-American kids to go to Nebraska at that time. There really weren't any black. Why was it? No black girls there. Oh, okay. So the guys so didn't want to go. They didn't want to go, and there were nobody. There was nobody you. like them. Yep. Gotcha. That they could go there and be with. There were no black That's fraternities. The most honest answer you will ever hear. There wasn't. That. So, so Bob Devaney, in all his brilliance, is a very smart man. Started recruiting young African American women to go to college at Nebraska hmm. for this, and also that helped in eventually get black fraternities and sororities there as well, mm-hmm. which okay. helps with. Mm-hmm. You know, just being back here at home. Yeah, everything. So right. that process happens. Johnny decides to go to Nebraska. Uh, Tom Osborne, who was the officer coordinator at the time, said, we have a lot of talent to be great. Johnny Rogers make us a national championship team. Yep. And he was right. Because just a couple years later, they won their first national championship. Then they went back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. Johnny wins the Heisman in 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, Johnny didn't want to go to the NFL because the CFL actually offered him more money. Probably a mistake on his part, but it's fine. He goes to CFL. He's a great CFL player. 
tries to come back to the NFL, played for the Chargers, got injured, had a hamstring problem. But after all of that happened, after all of his football, he then went back to North Omaha, mm-hmm. lives in the same area where he grew up. Yeah. And since then, he's tried to do a number of things to help people in North Omaha. So he's still here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still okay. lives in North Omaha. He's, he grew up. Yeah. There's so many kids I've talked to that said, when I was a kid, Johnny came to my school. Yeah. When I was a kid, I went to an event. Johnny was there. They all they all say that. I think even Caleb said, "Oh yeah, Johnny lives down the street from he us." He does exactly. You know, he, I mean, he's still up in North Omaha. Yeah. And for the folks that don't know, North Omaha is a predominantly black part of Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, it's right? a it's a small area. So it's if you ever have a chance to read a, a book about Omaha, you want to know about North Omaha, you can read Twenty Fourth and Glory, which is Dirk Chatlin's book from the Omaha World Herald. Of course, yeah. is left there now, but he writes this book over the course of ten years. And we're so lucky that Dirk decided to write this book. Oh, yeah. Because Dirk interviewed... There's, there's a, a great picture that just popped up a little while ago on my phone. And it's got a picture of Bob Boozer, who uh, played in the Olympics, playing basketball, went to Kansas. Great, great player. Kansas State, excuse me. Um, you've got Gail Sayers in the picture. You've got Johnny Rogers. You've got one of the greatest right-hand pitchers of all time in Josh Gibson, right? You've got all of these guys. Johnny's the only one still alive. But because Dirk went out and interviewed all these guys, we have all of their stories. Hmm. Wow. He saved all of these stories for us. And so 24th yeah. and Glory is all about this era starting in basically 1959 through the mid-70s yeah. of all the turmoil that happened there, all the civil you had, yeah. you had, you had, you had Robert Kennedy stop in North Omaha mm-hmm. for a fundraiser. You had, Mal- you had uh, Martin Luther King come through there. Malcolm X was born there. Um, it's just an amazing area of the city, but it's a small area. And if you know what redlining is, that was the only place that black people could live in Omaha. Hmm. You, you, you had Bob Gibson. I called him by his brother's name earlier, by the way, Josh Gibson. Bob Gibson was the best pitcher in baseball and could not live in Omaha outside of that area. Had to go get a house in Bellevue and they had to trick them into allowing him to live there by having somebody else go Mm -hmm. buy the house. Hmm. That, and we're talking... This, we're talking the late, late 60s. It's yeah. not that long ago. I mean, it's no. 50 years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no. And so that's that's North Omaha's story. Yeah. You took all these people. It was a great migration. You guys know about the mi- Great Migration? The Great Migration okay. is, so needless to say, it wasn't a great place to be in the South as an African American mm-hmm. in the 30s, 40s, yeah. and 50s. You had Jim Crow, you had all these different things. And so families decided, I'm going to move someplace. Many went out West and grew up there. But many came to the Midwest because we had all these packing jobs. And these packing jobs paid mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Um, and you could live with your family there and, and do well. So a bunch of them moved here. That next generation after those parents, those kids were the Bob Gibsons of the world. Were Marlon Briscoe, first black mm-hmm. quarterback in the NFL. All mm-hmm. of those guys mm-hmm. ended up coming from someplace else because of the Great Migration. And so that's North Omaha. It's a small little area that's and, a couple miles wide and, and, and deep and... All these great players came from and that so book. The, that the, book is phenomenal by Dirk. He's a longtime writer uh, for incredible. the World Herald. Yep. He's retired from the World Herald, but he went out and got these stories, and he paints a picture just in his writing. It's like, could you just imagine um, going to a Sunday pickup game in the afternoon, and there's Gail Sayers throwing the ball to Bob Boozer? Like, and if you do a little homework on these guys, like, oh wow, they're not just good for Nebraska or good for the Big Ten. No, they're at the tippy top of the NFL mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. NBA. These are phenomenal and baseball, athletes. All three yeah. of those sports. Yeah. Bob Gibson, I probably about a three or four year stretch where he was the best pitcher in baseball for the Cardinals. One point one two ERA. Oh well. They, 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 they had won to their lower the series. Wow. They had to lower the mound. They lowered the mound because of Bob Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Because he was so dominant, they yep. had to lower the mound. Yeah. Yep. So that area that you were talking about of the city, the the city itself had defined this space. Yeah, well see the, the red lining wasn't legal. Okay. But it was understood. Oh, gotcha. Okay. A, a yep. realtor wouldn't sell you a property outside of that gotcha. area. Gotcha. Okay. So it's just the way it worked. And yep. It still exists in many places in the country. Sure. The yep. difference is, is that we're now redlining districts for voting. That's the mm-hmm. thing now, yeah. Yeah. right? Right. right. So, yeah. Gerrymandering. So um, that's just the way it was. Yeah. It, it, it allowed them, though, and Marlon Briscoe's a little outside of it. He was actually in South Omaha, but his dad also worked at the packing plant. Um, it allowed these kids to compete against each other. Mm-hmm. And it made them better. They talk about this. They talk about going out of this park. And you mentioned some of the names. But, you know, you've got uh, uh, older Gale Sayers, uh, a younger Johnny Rogers, a younger Roger Sayers, who at one time was the fastest man in the world mm. for about this long mm-hmm. um, before he got hurt and couldn't go to the Olympics. But you had all those guys playing each other yeah. and making them better. Mm-hmm. And that's why the greatness happened because yeah. they all you know steel sharpened steel. Sure. It, yeah. made, it made them all better. It was a phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a great, great book. book. It's it a really, really good book, is. yeah. 
But there is. So, so yeah. That's yeah, we'll a little, have to look that up. Twenty fourth and glory. Twenty fourth and glory. Yeah. Okay. Twenty yeah. fourth and glory. Huh. And, the, and that picture on the front with all those guys. The sad part is, like I said, the only one left is Johnny Rogers. No, can I ask how old is Johnny Rogers? I would say Johnny is probably seventy six. He would okay. have been twenty three in about seventy two. Well, if you said he was in college, twenty three. Yeah, at sixty eight. Okay, I think about sixty eight. He'd be yeah. right now, maybe sixty nine. He just had a birthday. Uh, I believe his birthday is like July sixth. I'll tell you what. Okay. Like his so smile still shines. It's still the same. <laughs> oh man, like yeah. this guy. And he has these sayings. They're always the same, but it's still the way he says them. Like every day is game day, not yeah. every other day, which, yes. which is true. Those and kids I, said that on that podcast. Did they really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anything that you do by yourself isn't big enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got yeah. those sayings he that does. he, and they're all true. Um, and he always uses them, and the kids pick up on them. Yeah. Now, does he come into the workplace then here and there? Do you ever see him? Much? Oh, see the way it works. So okay. I, I'm actually working out of um, Denny. It was created by Denny Drake. Coach Reed, who was a longtime coach at Central, coached both football for a number of years and Uh then became a golf coach and coached probably, I'm just going to throw a number, 20,000 golfers over his time as a golf coach. Okay. Um, We're talking 50 years of being a golf coach. So there's Coach William Reed, there's Denny Drake, who's a businessman, and Uh Johnny Rogers. Those are your kind of your four. Denny is still on the board. Denny has an office, 117th and Arbor. Uh, right off of Center Street, and that's where I work out of. Okay. But I see Johnny, like, tomorrow. So this is the life of an executive director, okay? This is, like, this is, I I find it to be hilarious because somebody (laughs) asked me to do something tomorrow, and I send them my schedule. So I have a 9 o'clock meeting where Johnny's going to be there. Tim Clark, who is with Metro Community College, who is kind of in charge of that aspect of the program, um, and a couple other people are going to meet. And then at 10.30, I'm going to meet with, Catrago. I don't know if you know who they are. If you ever go to an event, a fundraiser, sometimes they'll have the virtual paddle raise where oh. people will be donating money and mm. then like a star or a heart fills up and you, the name will go by and it gave 20 oh, bucks. Oh, okay. So they're the company that does that. Okay. So I'm going to meet with them about trying to get that done during okay. the gala. There we go. And then I have a, a Let It Fly pod that I do oh, I with that. Doug McDermott that I tape yeah. at 1130. Then at one, we have a meeting at Baxter Arena talking about the contract and what we can do at Baxter Arena. Then at three, we have a board meeting, the Jet Award board meeting. And then Tom Chattel and his beautiful wife, Jen, are having their 25th anniversary. And so I'm going to that at seven. Oh, nice. So that's my schedule yeah. for tomorrow. Oh, wow. And so I'll see Johnny like three times tomorrow at three different events um, as part of the schedule. So. Man, I thought I was busy. I was going to say, it's nobody's <laughs> fault, Michael, that you're such a workaholic other than you. Oh, it's, I've always, it, and, I, and I love it. I don't like, I, I, we joke about it with my wife all the time. If I was doing one thing, yeah. I probably would go crazy. Yeah. But hey, so, you like to what, juggle. What, what would Johnny yeah. say? If it if it's just you can get it done, it's not, it's not big, big enough. enough. It's, it's not, not big, big enough. enough. And we're getting ready to start another podcast, by the way. Uh, so, yeah. Well, the Let It Fly one, I wanted to talk to you about that off air because I, I love that. And Josh Jones, right? Yeah, Josh Jones. Yeah, yep, Josh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Omaha Central guy. And Josh is learning to, to do the thing. Yep, yeah, yep. So. He's learning. He's learning to do the thing. <laughs> he's learning to do the thing. Um, but where where I was gonna go with that, I I just totally forgot because. This guy is blowing my mind. Yeah, it's like been a dream of mine to have, have this guy. On Wait, the but show so you have another good. podcast, or oh, you have a podcast? God. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, I have a podcast. So I um just one, or can I add? Well, like I had three. So I was doing four. this one. My favorite <laughs> podcast I've ever done <laughs> um, was called was called um the first one I, the, the one first one away from the radio station was called Run the Damn Kitchen. Oh, based off of you know <laughs> Run the Damn Ball. Yeah. Right? Yes. And yeah. so I I did it for a year, and I wish I could still do it, but it just. Logistically and cost-wise, it was a little extreme. Okay. And so we would go to a restaurant, and we'd get a chef, and he would cook a bunch of things, and then I'd bring a celebrity mm-hmm. who's usually a sports-related guest, and then we would sit around and just eat and talk about the food oh. in awesome. the restaurant. It oh, was awesome. Gosh. It was he really would fun. love that. He's we a foodie did, over here. Guys, right? was with, with the herd guys, guys. Yeah. yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. But, again, it's fairly expensive to do this thing. And so um, then Let It Fly came along. There's mm-hmm. a sports bar in downtown Omaha. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike Miller is a former NBA player okay. uh, who played for the, the Miami Heat, won two, state, won two championships, uh, also played other places, played at Florida, won a couple yep. championships in yep. college. Anyway, Mike Miller has uh, this thing called Let It Fly. Initially it was an energy drink, and then it was a um, – he has an NBA uh, talent agency. He's got a bunch of stuff. Hmm. But he opened these restaurants and opened a brand-new one in downtown Omaha – and there's a podcast studio inside. Nice. And, pretty cool. and the other two locations, by yeah. the way, in Germantown 
and in Sioux Falls, oh, there there's a gambling casinos right next to it. Oh, Inside, of course. Of course. So you it's walk through Sioux the door right. and it's right there. Yeah. It's Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, and then the one in Germantown, which is outside of Memphis. And so we we opened this recently and we do podcasts from there every week. Uh, and it's a good one. You guys get on really good guests, some good local talent too. Um, and m- my youngest brother, who's the best athlete out of all of us, mm-hmm. uh, great basketball player, he was at tech school up at Mitchell. Miller's oh. hometown. Yeah, when they're on that Florida run, when they went back to back titles, so he said the whole town was nothing but Gator, 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 well, Gator, from Florida Gator. Here's what weird. I always talk about how small of a state this is or a world this is. <laughs> so uh, he's from Mitchell, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, and you know the Corn Palace. My boss, oh, yeah. the city of Papillion, the mm-hmm. city administrator, mm-hmm. went to school with him. Went to, went to school with Mike <laughs> Miller. How, it's just so random. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. things that you're like, how is that even possible? But yeah, she yeah. was from the same town. They went to high school together. Ended yeah. up working with her at the City Papillion. Okay, oh. so what's the name of your podcast? Say it again. Uh, let, let, let it fly. Let it fly. The name okay, of the sports so bar is let it, let it Fly. Gotcha. And then the podcast is Let It Fly Show. And before that, okay. like Creighton, because they're kind of known for high-flying offense, they actually had the hashtag Let It Fly. I thought it just came from that. No, they actually went wow. to Mike Miller and fit. said, hey, can we use this? Mm. Oh. And this is before you know Mike Miller's son now plays for them, Mason Miller, and his brother is an assistant coach on okay. the bench. Before all mm-hmm. of that, this is going back five or six years ago, yeah, yeah. seven years ago, they actually went to Mike and said, hey, can we use this to Let It Fly? And he was like, sure, yeah. go ahead. It's nice. So but, what do you uh, cover? on that show pretty much whatever, whatever. i mean there's a okay. lot of creighton stuff because it's kind of financed by creighton yeah but um we, we cover husker stuff matter of fact so tomorrow when we tape it's gonna be doug mcdermott former Hus- former creighton gotcha. Blue yeah um but then after that we're gonna do a, a whole thing on the volleyball the, yeah. the new professional volleyball league that's starting yep and then the week after that we'll start having huskers you're talking uh some high school kids out of bellevue west uh last time i was listening yep. you know yep. kalen a big recruit that's going to go to nebraska daniel kalen yeah yeah mm-hmm. Stand up guy. Where I really started listening to you a lot was the bottom line. Okay. Your show, well, that was on 590, right? Yeah, that was uh, with the Omaha World Herald. World Herald. Yeah. And at News Channel Nebraska, we were starving for content. We were just starting up. <laughs> it was like me and two other guys, or, you know, we yeah. didn't have a big team. Mm-hmm. And so in the afternoons, we would just stream Michael's show the whole time. Oh, that's yeah. funny. And like that was just, and uh, I remember in, uh, Eric McKay, I don't know if you ever met him. Mm-mm. He's still our. Uh, uh, morning show host uh, every single day, yeah. news director up there and uh, at our headquarters in Norfolk. He's like, oh, Michael Severe, I love that guy. Well, yeah, he fills up four hours for you every day. <laughs> it was such a weird thing because, so Boston was the first newspaper to decide, let's do a digital radio show. So it's just online. We're not going to broadcast oh. it anywhere. This will be a way for you to be able to, when something happens in the city, whether it be a traffic jam or, a, a, well, what happened was it was the the bombing. Oh, so okay. they started mm, yep. right before the bombing oh, happened, right, the marathon. And so you want immediacy. And, yes, you could turn on your radio, but if it's on your phone, obviously you could go and do it mm-hmm. right away. And so the Boston Tribune put that together. Mm-hmm. My neighbor was the managing editor of the Omaha World Herald, and he goes, can you start that for us here? Can you do a online digital radio show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I guess. And so <laughs> we basically built the studio, got all the equipment, hired a producer, and did all that with the bottom line. And then the first couple of years, we were just kind of, we didn't, we we're just flailing a little bit. And then Joe Gans did one, former yep. Husker, yep. spent uh-huh. a season with me. And then we got on News Channel Nebraska and started doing it. And it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And I think it was, saying this, I sound weird, but I think it was ahead of its time. Yeah. If you look at the way shows are done now, yeah. where it's not just sports, right? There is news, there's entertainment, there's food talk. We were doing all that. We would have Sarah Baker Hansen on, who was our food critic. We mm-hmm. would have whatever the big news story on, whatever the reporter was, mm-hmm. they would come on. Yep. We would have health stuff on. Whatever was happening in the paper yep. or was happening in the city happened on the so show. So everyone just copied you. I mean, you no, I don't think that was like the, the trailblazer. Oh, yeah. But it was, an easy, <laughs> it was an easy way to do it at the paper when you have all those people there. Well, yeah. And we, we trained them. You, you had know, some resources. Them. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. was that, uh, like, about what year would have that been? So that was, t- I first started there in 2014. 14. Mm-hmm. Was that, was it called a podcast then? No. Well, they had podcasts, but it wasn't called a podcast. It was just the bottom just, line. Yeah, it was, it was called the Bottom Line Digital Radio Show. Okay. But I mean, but I mean. Internet radio. Would you, would were you describing the 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 show at that point like we do like oh here's we're on a podcast right no now. we weren't we were just calling it radio and, and saying were, that it was internet radio yeah. so, internet radio i wouldn't call it the best tv but it filled 4 hours for and us. we would do it yeah. so i had uh, <laughs> sasha who now is a big wig at her at she was my producer and she would do 
we had video cameras in there, mm-hmm. and then the radio aspect of it, and she would edit during the breaks, mm-hmm. the oh, different gosh. clips and stuff, and then she would send them out, and so we would have like little podcast segments that mm-hmm. would go out in the radio mm-hmm. part of it as Sasha's well. Sasha's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's, she's a, a straight incredible shooter. Incredible yeah. multitasker, yeah. and she did a great job as a producer, um, but it was before you really had mm-hmm. a place to go and get a bunch of... It was basically Apple had podcasts, yep. and that was really about it yeah. at that point, but... Well, and to tie NCN, News Channel Nebraska, yeah. and the bottom line and, and the foundation back into it, you made a, a comment to Jimmy Allen when you were on his show a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago in that you would like to see more like uh, getting the kids involved with the production right. of the show. Because so, we like, have so many. Yeah. So Westside does a great job. If you're oh, a person they are awesome. that wants Westside. to go to every game on a Friday night, all the big games, it's impossible, right? You can't clone yourself Mm -hmm. but what you can do is because all of these different whether it be papillion they have their media Mm -hmm. west side has their media gretna does a media and then a bunch of the programs uh in the ops all run through one company and they do theirs as well so you can go Mm -hmm. on youtube and just flip back and forth or get a subscription and watch and listen to these kids who are 14 15 16 years old doing what i couldn't do until i was in college Mm -hmm. or even after college and they're getting that experience now so we definitely want to get those kids to come in. I and think we had some shadow, shadow this last year. I think oh, we had you? a couple in the truck. Yeah. Um, but Westside, that's the high school in uh, yeah. Omaha. Westside Wired, they're called. Oh, they are And phenomenal. they're really good. Uh, yeah. And that young man, uh, Jaden, I believe, was uh, the first one to kind of take the mm-hmm. reins and run with it. Um, he's at Arizona State right now, just killing it. This summer, he got signed on with the Kalamazoo Grizzlies. That's awesome. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So he's traveling with them. Like, Jeez. Like this dude is – and he was actually – Texting me like, you know, if you want to make that corn belt broadcast a little bit better, you should get this and that. I'm like, <laughs> you guys, oh you guys gosh. have yeah. the equipment. Like he, he knows he's it. telling you yeah, now. Yeah. But I think that would be phenomenal if we get more kids involved. Uh, not necessarily run the cameras, but be there with us, mm-hmm. uh, follow it, and get in the truck. I think it's a great experience, and it's another way for the foundation to actually fill kind of its mission statement. Yeah, we want to have that, and then I want to be able to give tickets away mm. to as many high school kids as possible. Oh, that'd be cool. These high school kids come and sit in the stands, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I think it's a 15, excuse me, a $15 ticket to sit in the stands, which comes with a meal, by the way. It's like a sandwich and really? chips. Yeah. So you, you sit in the stands and you have a chance to watch generations of athletes mm-hmm. who you really don't know. Your mm-hmm. parents know them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because that was a, a special one because it was Johnny Rogers' 50th anniversary, right, yep. right which is huge. Um, we had some great Legacy Award winners, yeah. which were wonderful as well. Yep. And the Kellen Winslow, who was a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, oh my standing up there talking. He was, guy, he was so good. And you have all that. And it'd be great for these young people to be able to watch that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people they're watching are from Nebraska. Yeah. Or played for Nebraska. Or, or played against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good for them. So I'd like to see us figure out a way to have a bunch of those high school kids to come as well and, mm-hmm. and sit in the stands and watch the event. I still mm-hmm. get nervous sometimes when I do interviews, obviously, you know, sit next to this guy. Um, but <laughs> Kellen Winslow, you're talking about one of the top five tight ends oh, ever easily, in the NFL. Easily, yeah. And I'm interviewing this guy on live television. I'm like, oh my God. Are you God. shaking? <laughs> I held it together. He I got it? To. So the great thing he was, about he was good. NFL films, and I think you agree with this, is that it, it makes moments that no matter what generation you're in, you remember. Kellen Winslow was playing in a game in 1983 or 82, um, and they're playing at the Miami, Miami Dolphins, and it's hot that day. And the Chargers go up 24-0 on the Dolphins. And the Dolphins come all the way back by halftime to make it 24-24. They play this incredible second half. Kellen has a huge game, nine catches, 160 yards, blocks of extra point, right? Oh, geez. So in the, it then goes to overtime. Yeah. Remember, it's hot as all get out in Miami, even though this is December. It goes to overtime. He gets up and blocks another field goal. So the very end of this thing, as they're walking off, you got two guys carrying Kellen Winslow off the field. It's a shot captured by NFL Films that kids from five years old to 100 years old, right, look at that and go, yeah, it's Kellen Winslow getting dragged off the field Mm -hmm. after playing that game. And he's a tight end. He's not a defensive end going into their block kicks all the time. No, they just put him in there specially to do that on that day. So what was was the the final score? Well, the Chargers win it at the end, and then they turn around. This is great. They go to play the Bengals the next week, and it's minus 20. 
So it was so they hot. did not do well <laughs> I bet against not. the Bengals. I they spent not. it all the week before. They, they spent they it all the week before, yeah. I don't remember the final score, but I think it was 41 38. Yeah, something like that. I think it was like 41 yeah. 38. Okay, I just wondered yeah. if the gap yeah. narrowed even more, you know, or yeah, it just spread kept out. back and yeah. forth, back and forth, yeah. ended up going over time. It's one of the longest games, longest playoff games we ever had. No, you guys have done a phenomenal job with the foundation. Bringing guys in like Kellen, I mean, and he was, man, was he a straight shooter. He was. Like, he was. Oh, he man. had a line where he said, um, he got recruited by Nebraska. He looked at Missouri. He said, oh, Problem was I was too I was I had too good of grades to go to Nebraska. Into <gasps> <laughs> a Nebraska crowd, oh, <laughs> and everybody kind of laughed. But it, yeah, he was good. He was very good. Yeah, he yes. was very much a straight shooter, as you said, and and made time for all the kids and autographs and mm-hmm. everything. Even uh, even Tom yeah. Chattel, yeah. who's not a kid, but play uh, went to school at Missouri, mm-hmm. covered Kellen Winslow when he was in college, right. is walking around with a backpack with a jersey in it, like trying to stalk him, kind of. <laughs> I'm like, would you like for me to go up and say? Hey, Kellen, this is yeah. longtime columnist time. He's like, no, I got it, I got it. And I just watched him kind of follow him around like a little puppy dog. Oh, yeah. It was very yeah. funny. <laughs> you, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I forgot all about that, but he was doing that because I was trying to snag him for the, for the, interview? the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> and Tom Chattel's a longtime sports writer for the Omaha World Herald. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a big dog in his own right, you know. But. Exactly. And, and the fact that he had covered <laughs> Kellen when he was in college. That's Working there good. in Missouri was pretty cool. That's pretty good. So uh, how can folks get involved or, or help out or donate to the foundation? I mean, and, and uh, Jimmy Allen also mentioned this, like you actually know where the money's going. Every bit of it, yeah. yeah. Like, again, like I said, we didn't have any employees. Um, and even now, my salary does not come from the foundation. It comes from a grant that we got out of the Lincoln Foundation. Mm. So it's not even a part of it. So every dollar that comes in, 99.8% of it, I mean, we pay – you know, occasionally an IT person who comes in. Yeah. Matter of fact, we're redoing the website right now. It's thejetaward.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, redoing all of that right now. Of course, we have to pay some money to bring some of those people in. Yeah. Um, we fly the winner in, put them in a hotel. We bring so uh, that during the gala time, we're actually spending money. But everything else yeah. is going to scholarships. It's that's why every dollar yeah. goes towards a, a young person, whether it be or even older person. Uh, we have from eighteen to seventy-five is our oldest. Scholarship recipient, mm. so pretty cool. So almost every dollar is going towards those scholarships. So, what when you talk about those scholarships, um, how are folks selected? So you have to be. It's developed over the low income is kind of the phrasing uh-huh. for it. Uh-huh. Uh, so it can be at risk, low income, but really, so many people fall under low income because of the way the income income restrictions are. We mm-hmm. I was talking about this with my wife the other day because um, we want to get more military people involved. Mm. You have all these people coming back from the military. And you get amazing experience, whether it be basic training from the first day they hand you that green book, the Bible of the world that tells Mm. you everything about being a soldier, to getting out or working in permanent party or whatever else. Mm. And you get out and you're kind of like, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing really like being in the military. For sure. So what we want to do is, what I want to do is, I want to get some of those guys and those women and get them into the trades. Mm -hmm. Because I think they'd be great at it. They'd be wonderful. And so part of the idea I've had is that we want to get a lot more of those veterans into our mm. scholarships because when you you don't make a ton of money in the military. Uh, there was a point where I was um, stationed at Fort Rucker where I had food stamps. I got fifteen dollars wow. of food stamps a month to be able to supplement the <laughs> amount of money I was making, and I was TDY, which is you get extra money for being away from permanent party. And so we would love to have a lot of those people end up in our program and mm-hmm. be able to go and get trained in the trades because I think they'd be great at it. Yeah. I mean, Ben, you have always said that. It seems like that's something that... The military stuff has yeah. always been very interesting to me. I I wasn't in the military. Um, you know, my grandfather was, my brother is. <clears throat> but I see those kinds of same things that you're talking about. And, and I actually, I was just looking up this note here that I had wrote down because I heard on a uh, news story the other day that 24% of current service members are food insecure. Oh, yeah. I mean... You think about that, the you know, that and that we're relying so on. Right, right. Yeah. If, you have, if, you have, if you're married, you get a little bit extra money because you're married. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of kids. You're probably living in base housing, which yep. is not great on many mm-hmm. of the bases. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're food insecure. And then on top of all of that, there's a depression factor. There's sure. yep. the mental illness that happens with soldiers. We have so many soldiers committing suicide. Yeah. Um, I'm PTSD. part of the 50-mile march group where we're next month we're going to march from, again, from Lincoln to Omaha, and we raise money for a number of organizations that benefit military veterans. But one of the big ones is simply making sure that these people have a, you know, call 988 if mm-hmm. yeah. you feel like you're yeah. you're struggling. Have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Be able to have housing. To be able to have, it's one thing to have housing. It's another thing to have a bed. 
Another mm-hmm. thing to have a sofa, sure. microwave. Mm-hmm. Well, that's provided by Moving Veterans Forward. Over mm-hmm. 2,000 veterans have gotten that. So we're trying to make sure that everything these veterans need after taking care of us is taken care of. We, we say they served us, we march for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal. And we've we got to figure out a way. And one way to, be do it, to do it is to get them in these trades and get them better yeah. jobs. Yes. With our uh, business, and it's kind of a side story, but what we do with a lot of these different farm brands, and we're involved in the agricultural community, there's a couple of organizations that we've worked with, one in particular that d- does what you're talking about but gets these guys, these service members, into farming. Mm. So they give them you know, these, uh, these dollars that they need to go train on whatever it is they need to train or maybe go buy a tractor or have this money to go invest in some land or you know, mm. whatever the thing may be but to get them in, into agriculture. Nice. And I think the thing is, is that, um, you know, these guys, they come out of the military and they, they had this purpose. They had, they had this assignment. They had this thing that they did that made mission. them. Yeah, this mission. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And then they get out and then the mission isn't there anymore. Yep. And something like agriculture, they start finding the mission again. You know, the mission is to feed people. The mission is to take care of the land, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys really connect with it. So I think, I mean, I think it's that's right that, on. That's that old parable, right? You, you want somebody to be successful, you don't give them fish. You teach them to fish. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing there. If you can get them in yeah. agriculture. There's a bunch of groups. There's a, there's a group for NFL referees. Oh, my gosh. Where yeah. they're training yeah. soldiers to become referees because there's just a shortage of people wanting mm-hmm. to be referees. Yeah. And oh, you know man. who can take it and yell that? Them. Yeah. Former yeah. soldiers. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I've never yeah. thought of that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, it does. Especially around here, I just, you know, think about finding a, a niche or whatever. Uh, applicators, spray guys, mm-hmm. like there's a shortage mm-hmm. everywhere, right? Yeah, really? There's a shortage mm-hmm. of everything. And there's a crop duster in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I bet there'd be a lot more out there if there's more pilots. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and yeah. where's a good place to get yeah. pilots? Yeah. And don't forget the, the pilot in, um, Independence Day was a former there you military go. guy who oh, was a crop right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm back. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so what the, with, with, with the scholarships and the foundation and that, obviously the focus is on trades. Yes. And why was that decision made? Do you know? That was because uh, Johnny went to high school at Omaha Tech. Okay. Which was a high school trade school. Okay. Which is okay. now, that building is now the headquarters for Omaha Public Schools. But that's what kids that wanted to go into trades, they went to Omaha Tech. And Johnny went there and started looking at the amount that a plumber makes, the amount an electrician makes, amount a truck driver makes. Mm-hmm. And he said, why are we trying to force kids to go to four-year universities and get all this debt when we could just be sending them to Metro and getting them a job that's going to pay much more money and mm-hmm. without having all the debt? Mm-hmm. And so that's why he decided to do it that way. And, and are a lot of tech schools two years or some of them four? Well, the, the associate's I mean, degree yeah. many times is two years. Right. Sometimes you have to go to get more certificates. Certifications, mm-hmm. right? But for, for the most part, trades. after two years, which Normally is that's basically it. costs about ten thousand dollars, you could then become an apprentice as a plumber, or like that truck driver. Yeah, he got his CDL, started driving for a company, and within a year had enough money raised to be able to buy his own truck. He was, yeah, he he gave his acceptance speech, or not acceptance speech, mm-hmm. but you know, gave his story, and he straight up said why he was on stage. In one week, I plan to have my own truck paid for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be driving for myself. Yeah, man, how cool. Yeah, one year out. We've again back to agriculture, agriculture because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we know. Um, there's a couple of uh, dealership groups that we work with, like John Deere dealership groups that have like you know eight or ten locations, mm-hmm. and they are giving scholarships to kids mm-hmm. to go study to be diesel techs, mm-hmm. and then they're bringing them into the uh, you know yeah. to the fold in their in their dealers. Yeah. Nebraska Community Foundation does that okay. in individual small towns to get kids to either stay or people to move to small towns mm. because so many of our small towns are yep. getting to the point where yep. we see it with the dropping down to class D oh, or whatever, right? right? Yes. In sports. Yeah. But, so that's the thing that Nebraska Foundation is doing, Communicate Foundation is doing now is they're giving money to these towns to encourage kids to be interns, to learn those jobs, to be able to come back and live mm-hmm. in small towns. I'm, I'm a big supporter of the trades. I think yeah. it's awesome. Oh. I mean, I, I went and did an undergrad in business and whatever, and that's fine, but mm. Where I find my uh, most enjoyment is working with my hands, building mm-hmm. things and fixing things right. and those kinds of things. And there's a lot of people out there that do as well, and they could be really good at it. They just need mm-hmm. they need the opportunity. Well, as long as people are around like me who don't want to fix the stuff <laughs> and is willing to say, yeah. my, my wife is like, I'm going to put in this little touchpad, keypad in our back door. And I'm like, hire somebody. It's going to cost 75 bucks. I can do it myself. Well, 
it works. Yeah. Kind of. You pull the door right. Yeah. You know, we got one put on the front door. You know, we hired somebody to do it. And it works and It works well. better. It works great. Yeah. No problem. So I, I, I believe in hire people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a great show on um, one of the home improvement shows and networks where the whole show is about people trying to do a project, it failing, and then bringing someone in to fix the project. <laughs> right. Right? That's a whole institution. You're, you're, you're back behind. Yeah. You're, you're behind yeah. the eight ball even more. Yeah. I want to yeah. hire that person originally. Yeah. yeah. Bring that person in to come do it <laughs> right. so I'm not going to mess it up. Right? So I, as long as people are around like me, they're going to have jobs. See, and I went to hair school. So, you know, that was trade. The know? number yeah. one so. non-college degree for a woman or job for a woman is hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then number one overall with a degree is social worker. Oh, so either I would have not be a social that. worker with a degree, you'd be a hairstylist, and they both pay. Well, hairstylist pays much more than a social worker. <laughs> yeah. I say that yeah. as my wife's a social worker. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're we're right. we're fans of trades yeah, for trades, sure. Trades oh, definitely. Sure. And it, it, it's so easy if you're committed to learn it, mm-hmm. and then the need is so great. I have a friend of ours who's down the street who's a plumber. He's always working. He mm-hmm. has to say no to jobs. Yep. He's yep. always yeah. working. Yep. And hey, $25, $30. You call him on a weekend? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I'm right. just going to Price yeah. goes up. Exactly. And yeah. so as long as that's there, and that's why Johnny wanted to do this, and that's why we also look and we hear from businesses constantly, we don't have enough of this. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough of that. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make sure that we supply the thing that you're missing. And that's why we, we go to those companies. Werner Trucking is one of our sponsors. Yeah. Omaha Steaks. Um, all these different com- banking companies. That's why we go to them. Because we say, look, if you give this money, if you donate mm-hmm. this money, we're then going to put kids into school that when they get out, they'll take those jobs. Mm-hmm. They'll work for, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the way it works. It's a big yep. circle of life. Makes sense. So with the with the new website, is it still the same address? Where can people go? Yeah, it's just the the Jet Award, the Okay. Um, and we're just kind of tweaking things. We got hacked, obviously, like everybody does. Mm-hmm. Got hacked, and so we're fixing that. And we're adding stuff. Um, the overall, it's the Jet Award Foundation on all the social medias. I had to start all the new social medias mm-hmm. because they hadn't, they let them just sit there and no one knew the passwords or anything. Right. So whether it be Instagram or it be uh, on Twitter, the threads, or if it's on uh, Facebook, it's all Jet, uh, Jet Award Foundation now. Okay. You can find out more information there. But you can go to the website. It is uh, thejetaward.com. It's being rebuilt. It still works, mm-hmm. but it's being rebuilt. And that's where you can donate there if you want and just find out. We have charts there that show you. How many people have mm-hmm. gotten the scholarships, the trades they're in, the average age, which I mentioned was 29.4, which is continuing to go up. And we have all those stats there to see exactly where your money's going. It's fantastic. It's pretty cool. It is, man. And, it, and if you're just like a sports guy or whatever, it's also interesting seeing all the past award winners, all of it. Like it yeah, we've had some it's, real it's success. It's a really cool yeah. combination of so many things coming together for just a fantastic Christian cause. McCaffrey was here. Yeah, one of the best player, one of the best players in the NFL, won the award and came here. Yeah, Ty Montgomery, longtime NFL player, mm-hmm. Kev, uh, like Tyler Lockett, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking his brother came and got the yeah, right. legacy award. Right. But yep. yeah, or his, or his nephew actually, um, his nephew. So you have this in Lockett family. There's like five of them, including their dad, John Lockett, who all were involved in the NFL. But Tyler Lockett, who plays for the Seahawks, won the award as well. So we've had a lot of yeah. even Marcus Jones, who won last yeah. year. Um, was one of the best defensive players in the league last year. Mm-hmm. He did something that hadn't happened in like a hundred years. He returned an interception for a touchdown, caught a touchdown pass, and ran back a punt for a touchdown. Was he the all in one season? Yes, out of Houston. Season? Yes, out of Houston. Yeah. Okay. He's the one that, in a game. Oh, in the and same game. He plays game. for the Patriots. Oh. Yeah, he plays for the oh, Patriots, and they a, drafted that's him. That's even better. Such a typical Patriots. <laughs> God, <laughs> it was a great pick there? by them. But we, we've been pretty lucky with the guys that we've, uh, and we hope Darius Davis has a great career as well, mm-hmm. uh, who just won for this last year. Yeah. And the, this uh, event happens once a year, correct? Yeah, is April, it always? The next okay. one is April 4th, April 2024. Okay. It'll be at Baxter Arena. Um, just put a save the date out. We're obviously not selling tickets for it yet. Uh, we've been making different announcements on who our guest speaker will be. Uh-huh. And of course, we won't know who the winner will be until we vote for him after December. Yep. But we're kind of getting the Legacy Award winners. Legacy Award, by the way, is a great idea because obviously our award only goes back to 2011. There are a lot of great returners going back to the beginning of football. Mm. So uh, Coach William Reed has this system where he goes by year and finds the greatest. Who would have won the Jet Award that year? Oh, wow. And then gives them a Legacy Award. Oh, I like that. Same kind of yeah. award, basically, to say, here's you would have won this in, in 1964. You would have won this in 1975 or whatever. So Deion Sanders is next year? Well, Deion is <laughs> somebody that we would love to have. Right. Deion, matter of fact, was one of three guys who were on the initial ESPN 150 Yeah. for returners. Uh, 
Johnny was on there too. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to get Dion. Dion's very busy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dion sure. costs money. Um, we'd love <laughs> to have Dion back at some point, for sure. Really when we, my ultimate goal in this three years is to build a returners hall of fame in Omaha. Okay. So we have the greatest returners. If you're going to look and see who they are, you'll come to our hall of fame. And I'm hoping that we got like a pair of shoes from Deion Sanders and they're signed and, and he comes back for that grand opening oh, um, and is there and celebrating the return game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool setup, man. It's not like anything I've heard of before in terms of like how you guys run the award and then the money gets raised for the, you know, the foundation and the scholarships, yeah. and it all mm-hmm. just, like you said, kind of comes full circle. Yeah, and it's worked really, it, I think it's worked better than I thought it would. Yeah. And it's I, still I, so new. I mean. Exactly. Yeah, we're not even 10 years old. Yeah. With the, the award, so next year it'll be the 10-year for Ty Montgomery, so we're hoping he comes back okay. as part of the 10 years. But yeah, the the scholarship's not even 10 years old. Yeah. 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 No, it's pretty cool. I, I and I enjoy the heck out of it. I just I just offered to help out, you know, on the News Channel Nebraska side of it when I don't know how we worked it out to live broadcast it, but I I'm like, "Yes, I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever I can do." Yeah, yeah. I'll be down there. So what happened was um the former GM at NRG when it all started mm-hmm. works for News Channel Nebraska yes. now. Yep. And so yep. that's how it all yeah, ended up working. Okay. Out. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Andy Andy Rebecca. I think uh, <laughs> with what we do with this podcast, you know, obviously the name's called Common Folk. Yeah. And and we like to talk to common people doing just doing cool things that a lot of people don't even realize. And this fits right in there. Yeah. Totally. I didn't I mean Andy set this up. I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um and and I'm not as heavy into sports as you are, so yeah. a lot of those kinds of things I wasn't aware of. Right. And I think a lot of people that are listening aren't aware of either. And you look at you know this group in this small state in the middle of the country mm-hmm. doing some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I mean this is this is what it's all you about. Know, we have the award for the best center, the Remington Award, which is based out of Lincoln. We have the award for the best interior lineman in the country, the Outland, based in Omaha, and we have the Jet Award for the most outstanding returner. Three major awards, Love it. all right here in Nebraska. Yep. It's pretty cool. That is it wild. Is. But we love football, so it's not yeah. a surprise right. yeah. that yeah. we would have three football awards. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool. And now we, have... we just uh, need the state Go Big to Red. Oh, I'm drinking the Rule-Aid. I'm drinking the Rule-Aid. Are you? It's, it's understandable. Listen, okay, man. Okay, okay. Um, no matter how religious you are, no matter you how should. religious you are, <laughs> you've been to church, and at some point you listen to somebody and you went, wow, that guy, he really knows me. Uh-huh. He, he did a he did a verse from the Bible that makes mm-hmm. sense in your mind mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Every time Matt Rule speaks in front of public, you feel that way. He's the new I'm, Nebraska coach. Yeah. It is really. It's, it's crazy. He yeah. he. His dad was a I minister. Heard yeah. yeah his you dad have, was a preacher. I mean, he you know he spoke yeah. at the Jet Award mm-hmm. Gala, and yeah. how many times did he reference you know being at? A, he talked about his family, how his family is this one side of Italians who are a little sketchy. Right, <laughs> not every one of them is at every event because they, maybe they're away for a while, mm-hmm. and then the other group, which is the group that is you know the minister and all that stuff, uh-huh. and how how the families have to come together. And he's talking about Nebraska. Yeah, he's talking about how these two groups. You got these old school people who won all these titles and everything else, and they have the new school, and they all have to come together in order yeah. to make Nebraska great yeah. again. Yeah, mm. and so that's every time he speaks, you you feel like he's you speaking do. to you. Where did he come from? Uh, he, well, he was with Carolina Panthers yeah. and got fired there. But <laughs> oh. before that, he, he coached at Baylor, took over Baylor coming off of probation because their head coach, Art Browse, was a horrible human being and allowed sexual misconduct to happen on his campus by his players. So they ended up being horrible. He took over that program, turns Turned them around, around, gets them to a Big 12 title game, went to Temple before that, a program that's one of the worst in all of college football, and turned that around. Except for okay, like a four so he's year a flipper. He was there. While he was there. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, a flipper. he's a flipper. And it normally takes time. him three years, but I think even though they don't have a ton of depth, right? No. They have good enough players, in my opinion, in their top 22, top 30, mm-hmm. to where they could win, they could. I would say, six games. They could. But obviously, we've been waiting for six <laughs> games for a while. <laughs> right. It's been, when you think back, <laughs> the last time Nebraska oh, was in man. a bowl game was after 2016. It was? Oh, yes. Wow. A season where they started 7-0, and went to Wisconsin, should have won that game at Wisconsin, should have lost it, got killed by Ohio State. In the end, they had a winning record. They won nine games. Mm-hmm. But the next year... Boom. It was so bad that your coach gets fired. <laughs> they bring in the savior. Obviously, the savior didn't work out. Yeah. Now you got Matt Rule. Will so. the okay. uh, will, will the people in the organization give him the grace and the time that he needs? I think so. Because, like I you said, so. you, you said something about three years. That's what and it has I think, been. And I think that's probably about right. And and I relate that to 
one of my previous jobs when I got moved around and, and worked in different districts, and it was all about building culture. Yeah. And it takes time to build that culture, and it gets worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully well, they'll get funny, that opportunity. You, you know, we make fun of the word culture a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're talking about culture. I'm a culture guy. But it's, it's not even – it's about relationships. Sure. It's about the relationship that Trev Alberts, the athletic director, has with his head coach. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship that the Board of Regents has with the program. It's the it's the relationship the president of the university has. Yeah. It's the chancellor. And then it's the relationship that the fans have. And the last thing you the worst thing that could ever happen is being apathetic about a program. Right. Oh, yeah. it, that's kind of that snuck in seeped in. Big time. And so yeah. you get them on board, everybody's on board together. That is culture. Mm-hmm. It's about the relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I believe I don't know if Nebraska can ever win a national championship Uh-oh. again. I don't know that, even though we're going to 12 teams and have a better chance. I don't know, based on where they are and, and how everybody caught up with them and the, the league they're in, the Big Ten's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know this. They certainly should be in the mi- at least mentioned yeah. for winning the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. There's enough dedication, enough money spent here yeah. to where they should be mentioned. Mm. And I think that's what what we want. And you're originally from Louisiana, right? I'm I'm from all over, but that's where I went to high school. Okay, so I mean, just being born and raised in Nebraska, I I actually how I equate Nebraska football. And we're getting off topic here, but um, fix and barbed wire fence out on the pasture on our family ranch. Listen to a Husker game. Mm-hmm. That is Nebraska football. It is to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, the, you talk about culture. Like, I felt like I was part of it. The, the old oh, broadcaster sure. back in the day. Well, everybody, a child, you know, everybody so, like, went to Lyle Brimser. Yep. Everybody, every single town, mm-hmm. and you pointed out Ross Desers, every single town yep. had a kid who played at Nebraska. Bob Devaney wanted that. Mm-hmm. That's why they went to every town and made sure if there was a kid good enough to play at Nebraska, he played there. Yeah. So you felt your city was represented. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they did that. And they're doing that now. That, huge. that happened yeah. during yeah. the offseason, yeah. right? He's got the top five kids, right? Top five recruits Didn't out of the state. Didn't they get some from Bellevue? Yeah. And... yeah, they got three from yeah. Bellevue. Yeah, three. Yeah. Two okay. wide receivers yeah. and a quarterback. But even going back to last year, the first year he was there, you know, they, because now you're moved on to recruiting 2024, but 2023, which was the first year they got there, you. He went out and his uh, special teams coach, Coach Foley, went out to every single little town mm-hmm. and showed his face at all the schools. And so many of those schools said, you know, we haven't seen a Nebraska coach here in years. Yeah. It's been decades since one Crazy. showed up. Just yep. to be able to say when that player comes along, yep. when Carter Nelson from Ainsworth, Nebraska, who plays eight man, yeah. is all of a sudden really good, he chooses to come to your school, yeah. not to go to the other schools that recruited him, like Georgia. Yeah. I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. deal. To yes. accentuate yeah. that, like, so I grew up in that Ainsworth area. That's where I grew oh, okay. up. Tom Osborne was in our gymnasium doing a teammates function mm-hmm. in Lynch, Nebraska. Mm. Tom Osborne Jeez. had the height of it. This was like in 1996. Mm. Like, can you believe that? But that's the, that's, that's that culture that you're talking about. You had to do that. About. You had yep. to do that. You yep. had to go. Because you, you certainly can't lose your state. No. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can't lose your yeah. state. Right. Now, you may occasionally lose a kid who just doesn't want to live here anymore and wants mm-hmm. to get away. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. going to happen. Yes. That's fine. Nothing you can do about that. But for the most part, you should be able to keep four out of five. Mm-hmm. You should be able to keep. Yeah. Just should, and that's what, that's what he's doing so far. 100%. I think so. So cool. I think the big red wave's coming back. I don't know. Okay. I do love the roulade thing. That's a... <laughs> That's yeah. a great expression. I like that. It's better than uh, Calabrasca. Yeah, uh, yeah, way better. Than Calabrasca. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. So, yeah, did you have any other questions? No, okay. no. I so, think we um, like we do with most of our guests, we wanted to uh, present you with a gift as well. So, we appreciate you coming. This is a, a group that we work with, Handle Ben. They're out of O'Neill, Nebraska. So, these guys make all handmade copper mugs and copper products. Oh, wow. So that's what's in there. You've got a couple of. Uh, My I think wife what they loves have. Moscow mules. There but you that's go. That's what it is. Wow! And, look at and that. this is this is the real deal. This isn't like the the mugs that you that you that she would drink of at the bar. You yeah. know that are lined or whatever. This right. is one hundred percent copper handmade mugs. Wow. Put They're heavy. Front, awesome. Yeah, I, I want to quiz them here from the land of Wyatt Lever. I love Wyatt Lever. What about okay. him? Oh, I mean, the town. Yeah. He's from. Um, oh my God! Not Wahoo. Um, Ooh. Wyatt Lever. <laughs> oh my god, I can't remember where Wiley was from. Can we help you out? It's kind of Irish. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember where Wiley was from. O'Neill. Yeah, O'Neill. O'Neill. <laughs> Wyatt Lever's <laughs> second cousin, set across from me, Steve Lever, mm. is the military mm. writer for the paper, set right across from me. No, which crazy. is sad that I should know no, that. But that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, yeah. I've seen them actually play in person. 
Yep. So they have a big old. They 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 are self-proclaimed ca- Irish capital of Nebraska. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yep. Greeley kind of goes back and forth with them on mm-hmm. that. But you know, I'm from O'Neill area, so I'm all O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got this huge uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. They do. Yeah. We even televise their parade. It's such oh, a big, awesome. yeah. crazy deal. Yeah. They dye these horses green. What? <laughs> like it's it, they <laughs> yeah. do they do it up. They go all out. And they so they decided rather than just paint a green four leaf clover at Main Street every year, uh-huh. they just paint they uh, poured green concrete. It's oh. a permanent deal. Oh, wow. and then it, it started to fade. So they they do make a thing of it where they repaint it every year, make it beautiful green. Yeah. For Wyatt Lever, they painted it red. His oh, senior year. wow! Like it was a big like you're talking awesome. about. It was a That's big awesome. thing. That's awesome. It's a big cool. thing for that town. Of course, the most famous Irish person I know, Shaquille O'Neal. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even go. think of O'Neal being. I don't even think of O'Neal being Irish, but obviously it is. My um, one of my best friends, uh, his name was Patrick McDonald. Okay. As Pat Scott Patrick McDonald's, about as Irish as you can oh, get. Yeah. Um, and he would always, every time there was a player that had any Irish, he'd always point him out. I'm like, why do you know this guy? He goes, he's Irish. I <laughs> guess I do. I'm like, okay. Go. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you very so, much. So, yeah, man, for sure. Obviously, you can see, like, they, they put a lot of thought into this that. This is really cool. Awesome. The fact that it's packaged like this, yeah. and I have to use this to yes, get it open. That's you pretty do. cool. Yeah. 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 So, handlebend.com. They hand make those things and they ship them all over. So, it's, it's an awesome gift if anybody's looking for something to send. They aren't cheap, but they're worth every dollar. They they're, use straws, they're, they're awesome. different kinds yep. of cups, do they, um, tons of different stuff. Do they engrave them for people? Yes. So what you'll find when you open that package up is that it is, <clears throat> I guess you would call it like kind of embossed uh-huh. with our logo okay. from the farm. Farm focused brand, yeah, but they will they do custom stuff all the so time. So like if you like I was yes. my wife, I can get her name put on or something. Absolutely, totally. yeah, that's awesome yep. gift. Wedding yep. gifts, yep. Christmas yeah. gifts. Yep. What's yep. copper? What you is know? it? Oh, what year? How many years? Oh, I don't know. So I know wood is five, which I always think is funny because you're giving your wife wood Ooh. for oh, fifth one. Uh, for six, <laughs> six is iron. I know for sure. One is paper. <laughs> I don't know the ones around it, but one of them is copper. I think it's early on too. I think twenty five is silver, fifty is gold, but. I Let's don't see. know which one what copper is. Uh-huh. Seventh. Seventh. So after iron. I guess. Six is iron, seven is copper. Okay. There, there you go. go. Yeah. You're having a seventh anniversary coming up. Eighth, Check them out. Eighth Handle is bronze back. or pottery. I've learned a lot of Ninth this is willow. <laughs> yeah, we got Tenth a lot is of ten. Ten. Ten should be lower. Yeah. Copper is much better than ten. Agree. I always tell people, being a reporter for as long as I was, I, I have the information of an ocean. Mm-hmm. But the ocean's one inch thick. <laughs> I just have I just have enough to where I could talk about something for a second, right. but I got to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. like yeah. John Rogers. Catch you later. Like I, I, my first story in Monroe, Louisiana. My first story I ever did was on irrigation. It was on um, gravitational irrigation, uh-huh. something they were just starting kind of in Louisiana because there was a shortage of water and they were trying to figure out what they were doing, and uh, that's how they would flood the fields yep. for the cotton. And for the soybean. And that was my first story. They got these giant um, inflatable tubes mm-hmm. that they would fill with water, and then they'd come yep. by with a little pick. And, and just psh, poke them. Psh, and they would just <laughs> go down the line. It was awesome. So you've got some story. agriculture background. Again, so it's, yeah. a, it's a huge ocean, but it's one inch yeah. deep. <laughs> We're going to have to have them back. Get, right. Dive into this one inch ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you break your neck. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yep. Well, oh, Michael, it's been good. fun, man. It was so Thanks, good guys. to I meet you. It. Yeah, I appreciate Andy putting it together. I really thought I was getting killed. I mean, I, I'm when not going to lie. When, you when, down this when, when he said, like, well, you got to come to this Plattsmouth. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then he's like, well, it's about two miles from here in the woods. I was like, okay, sure. And then he starts driving. He's going over these hills. I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'm getting killed. That's yeah. fine. I got really good life insurance. When you get on the last stretch of the road and it's like the truck's having trouble getting up it. And yeah, yeah. You're like, like, oh, I don't man. know where we're going this here. This is legit. This, yeah. this it's, studio hey, look, is on the farm. This is, is amazing. Yeah. It's an incredible studio. The microphones are great. Everything is set up. But I thought I was <laughs> thinking about you know, Irish. I thought I was Italian. I'm about to get clipped. All you right. thought somebody yeah. on a horse was going to gun you down or something didn't I just thought I'd get clipped uh, I'd show up all of a sudden and much like in Goodfellas when you know he walks in the room and he's like oh there you go so I thought it was gonna happen I was like what did I do wrong in the Plattsmouth I always talk bad about Fremont not Plattsmouth (laughs) Plattsmouth is cool I don't agree he's come here quite a bit Um, so there was a huge case here that happened um, about 2008 or 9 and we had to come here every day for a week with a sat truck with Channel 7 oh, wow. and broadcast from here. Mm. And then, of course, when uh, the young um, little boy, Gonzalez, oh, no. I th- uh, I think you're went missing, okay. uh, his mm. dad, who was accused of or doing yeah. it, the trial was in was in Plattsmouth okay. as well at the courthouse. Oh. County. And so we had to be there for that as well. And you first walk in there and there's the whole thing for uh, Starkweather. When you walk, mm. That's where his trial was. Mm. Uh, Charles Starkweather, the yeah. famous... Uh, yeah. 
mass murderer. Yeah, Cass him? County. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. out there. Sounds so, yeah. bad when you say famous and murder. And infamous, I should say. He's not famous. He's infamous. Um, but yeah, we came out yeah. for that. I always I gotcha. always enjoy when I came in. There was a little shack that had amazing catfish. That was on 75. You had to get off and come back up. Catfish what? Lake. Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah it was delicious. They it, had moved been, that. it had to have been, right? It was yeah. so Wasn't good. It, it was yeah. so good. So, yeah, I, yeah, any place there's good food, I will travel. Yeah. There we go. Our, awesome. our last guest, a couple episodes like ago, catfish. didn't like catfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? She didn't. Yeah. They even had a, uh, a tenderloin sandwich. <clears throat> That was great, oh. and they seasoned it with a Louisiana seasoning. Oh yeah, that they had in there. It was so good. Is that isn't Catfish Lake still around? But they moved. Yeah, they moved. Okay. Yeah, they moved. Okay. Yeah. When we did our uh, our prowl, we did food prowls for the best tenderloin sandwich. They actually won our tenderloin. Oh. Nice. Yeah, and it was you know it's a good size, but it was seasoned better yeah. than any of the other ones. I've never been there. I love I love a good pork tenderloin. Heck yeah! It's not everywhere. It's, you can't. I mean, everywhere. whether it be Iowa or Nebraska, it's. Yeah, everybody claims I believe Indiana is where it actually really started. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But whoever whoever gets it does it. Nebraska does it pretty well. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Well, it was great meeting yeah. you. Nice meeting Thanks you. Thanks for well. coming. This is pretty cool that yeah. you get to yeah. set up. Good right. stuff. Anything else? No, I think we did it. All right. We're well, good. thanks, man. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Uh, thank yeah. you for having me. It's awesome. All right. I'm going to shut it down. All right. Good. Peace. Later. See you.